This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Joy 94.9. Good afternoon, you're on Joy 94.9 in the Escape Pod with Russ Masterton, Corrie Lynch, our podcaster, Joe Pryor. Well, this is our number two. It's just flying by, I can't I believe it. Now, Russ, what else did you do during the week that we haven't already mentioned on air? Okay, That we well, can mention on air. I was almost not going to turn up today because... God damn it, no Because way. you're not going to leave what is on in Bendigo. Pull my leg, go into me. Bendigo on the hop. <gasps> really? Does that involve an Easter bunny? No, it's the craft beer weekend up in Bendigo. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you were into craft beers. I, lo- I do like a sip every now and then, but what I like about it is what Bendigo's putting on up there. So it's mm-hmm. it's huge. They've got all these little microbreweries, and if you're into um, and into a weekend away, all day today in Bendigo it's happening. So Bendigo is on the hop. If you like a bit of hop, get up there now and get into that craft beer. Fabulous. Well, not only, of course, is that happening in Bendigo, but... Uh, Dear friends at the Art Series Hotels have a hotel in Bendigo. They do. And, uh, in fact, I I was at Spoonbill, the restaurant underneath um, the Olsen, is it, or the Cullen in opposite Como? The Olsen. The Olsen, that's right, yes, Uh, for breakfast this morning, which was um, interesting. I had pancakes. Speaking of food, I know we've just had our food hour. Well, yes, because Mr Pete Dillon is um, having a deserved break, so we've just done a little fill-in. I have found Melbourne's best panna cotta this week. Really? Is yeah. that still a thing, panna cotta? It is still a thing, All panna right. cotta. Come on then, tell us about Tin it. Tinpot Cafe right. in Brunswick. You cannot go wrong. Okay. No. We sat down and we ordered. We It, it is well known for its panna cotta, this, okay. this little place. We um, arrived and we ordered main course and panna cotta. <laughs> and our eyes lit up. When the panna came out first, but it was for another table. But we said, <laughs> yes, yes, bring it um, on. Do, do they do the traditional vanilla flavour or...? It's vanilla with, with berries on top. It, it is oh, divine. Right. So, yes, quite, quite a classic combination Absolutely there. divine. Indeed. Now, travel listeners, do keep your ears to the ground because we are two weeks off 2017 Europe Early Birds. Right. Yep. So don't you dare book any um, airfares for next year at this very time. Because wait when until next week. Absolutely. Wait until the first two weeks of September to book your 2017 oh, holidays. That's a good, that's a good tip. Well, you've yeah. heard it here. That's what we're here for. We don't want anyone booking airfares now. You're going to be ripped off. You're going to pay too much. All of the airlines are coming to the party. 2017 early bird deals. In fact, across all classes. Across all classes. So if you're if you're a um, uh, a first class connoisseur, a business class important person. A premium economy lardy da, or a, <laughs> or a cattle class pleb, an economy important person. That's right. right that's right. Thank you, Corey. Watch this place because we are, we know you're going to get a bargain. And, and big airlines like um, Qantas and Emirates and um, and Etihad they have worldwide um, sales. So it's not just to Europe; mm. it's all places, all airlines. 2017. And it starts on Monday or Sunday. Or? It starts two weeks time, so in, into September. Yeah. So if you're travelling next year, wait. Don't book now. That is very good news. That's right. Corrie, how's your week been? Oh, yeah, just um, very, very cool. 
Yeah, I've, I've yes, had so we did really have a weather change. Yeah, um, but my passport needs to be renewed, and so I'm just how the, how on earth did you leave? Right. Oh, because it's it's going. You've got that look on your face. Um, mm. There's just a lot of <laughs> bureaucracy that I'm figuring out because I I will it'll expire in January, but I'll still be here, so I can still hopefully, and it. I just have to get it renewed here by this consulate. Yep. And it's not I'll, difficult, actually. No. Yeah, it's just $110, and I was like, um, just to go into other countries. Darling, there's nothing, there's oh. no such thing as a free lunch. No, <laughs> or a free passport to, you, young, you young millennials have to understand this. <laughs> You're going to have a great, um, well, it's very easy to renew. The the people at the U.S. Consulate in St. Kilda Road are lovely Kilda, people. Yeah. Yes. How did you know that? That's Well, I'm very, about to get a visa. Mm-hmm. You know everything. Yeah. I'm about to get a visa for the United States because do it I went to, no, I can't because I went to Iran two years ago, <gasps> and that's a no-go country for is, the United yes, States. Yeah, yes, true. Is, yeah. So I've got to go into the consulate and have an interview. An interview. I've always wanted that. Yeah, and they're going to tell me whether I'm allowed into the United States or not. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that um, you know I haven't I haven't grown my um, Osama bin Laden beard or anything mm, like that mm-hmm. to offend them. So I'm yeah. hoping that they'll, you know, You're and considering my job is a travel agent, they will let me into back into the United States. But um, nothing's ever guaranteed until you've got that passport stamped, as they say. Cool. Well, Nurse James has just uh, got in touch to say that's great news for Nurse James because he travelling May and June. So thanks for the tip about airfares. Oh, that's yeah. good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. And here's a little They're radio listening. tip: one voice at a time, Corey. <laughs> When we talk over each other, listeners at the don't, same darling. Time. Oh. <laughs> now, the most important thing that's happening in this next hour between two and three p.m. is that we have a special guest to welcome into the studio. Um, I think we should go with uh, Liam Sardera Esquire. I think would be most appropriate. <laughs> ah, yeah. thank you. Philosopher. Esquire. Fragrance expert, connoisseur, Liam, welcome to the Escape Pod. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's great. Liam, I, um, I'm, a, I'm going to call myself a butch gay boy. That's quite right. And I would like to know more about what you do, a fragrance curator. Now, I'm the sort of person that, um, you know, I'll just go and get my Brute 33 and 4711 and just splash <laughs> it all over my face. You close your eyes and choose. That's right. That's right. I, um, I do have some decent um, colognes at home, and, and, but I... Um, I would love uh, a background on you and, and your knowledge would be fantastic. Yes, of course. Um, I think the question is where to begin, really. Um, Perhaps when you first discovered fragrance. Yeah, I, th- I think the romantic answer really is I've been doing it all my life, albeit very short, a 19-year life so far. Um, I think with fragrance, I found out really quickly that everything I did revolved around the senses. So... Even, you know, very young, I liked to try new foods. I'd always, mm-hmm. you know, I'd always order the slightly different thing on the menu. And if we're going to the same place, order, the, order something new and, you know, have a sip of, 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 your, of your aunt's wine or your, you know, your grandpa's cognac or something, you know, something along Ooh. those lines. It's always the aunt that's got something <laughs> new. No, I, I, I have to agree there, yes. Um, so that started out very young and and you know i think when you're young you don't really know how to put a label to those things and you, you just do what you do basically thank goodness uh, yeah exactly right and i think that's very important um and then you know i think you start getting older you you know high school stages especially is when you sort of 
start to form an identity for yourself. And I'm like, oh, I, I like food. I, so whenever we'd go out for a restaurant, I'd, I'd really quickly write things down on the napkin and really get to the, to the essence of it. Uh, well, like the ingredients? Just, what, yeah, what just flavors, like? ingredients. Cool. Not, I, I like the di- to dissect in that respect. I like to, you know, think about it in terms of, you know, what, what, what is it made of? But also, what does it do for me sort of question. You know, those sort of big questions that almost move into the philosophy of things, which is pretty much why I'm doing philosophy now. That's what really interests me. But uh, b- back to the development stages, I am... Um, you know, getting to clothing and in fashion. And so when I was rather young, I was buying pocket squares at 14 or so. <laughs> and uh, with, with some success, you know, you, you look back and you always make some blunders. Uh, you know, <laughs> black and brown, for example, is, an, is generally a no-no. And uh, I think of it now and, and get a bit, oh, oh, no, I can't believe I did that. Um, we need to go shopping. I, I think so. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I do enjoy a good shop. <laughs> I need a personal shopper. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what I've got on today, but it's not going to be ma- it's not going to be matching. I no. don't look. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I sent out a tweet uh, yesterday, actually going, uh, if I look at my if I don't look at my bank account, it's I'm neither rich nor poor. Mm. Yes, uh, I have neither mm. one hundred nor one million dollars. So that's the best way to go. Yeah, when it comes to shopping for me. Um, so anyway, I guess um, to, to cut a long story short about me, about the development stages, um, got into fashion, got into food, realized that I'd, I'd always wear perfume. Even when I was young, I'd steal, you know, my mother or my father's obsession from Calvin Klein. That's a really good one. Uh, Bulgari Black, Dior's Fahrenheit, all those big 90s, early 2000s scents. Um, and then, you know, you're old enough and you go, oh, I think it's time to buy myself a fragrance and... I loved it, and there we go. I'm, I've got over 100 fragrances now, and they're all in their packaging. Oh, and, my and God, really you great. are a collector. I'm a collector. Wow. I'm, 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 although, would you believe I'm trying to cut down at the moment, so oh. I'm, I'm shedding the sort of the, the fat. I'm cutting the fat. <laughs> oh, well, I, you know, feel free to pass on anything. Sure, I'm, sure. I'm a bit, um, I'm a, well, my friends think I'm a weirdo because I just love wearing um, females' perfume. No. Oh, it, that's I, And I don't know why that is. That's, I no, just, no, that's perfectly yeah. fine. Absolutely adore um, uh, the um, female Izzy Miyake perfume. Perfect. I love yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely love perfume. it. Yeah. Um, I'm wearing a gardenia, which is probably one of the most feminine um, ingredients uh, today, actually. Mm. Um, so there's no gender in perfume, um, and that's something that's I, as a, a sort of educator of scent, you know, whether I'm, whether I'm in the store selling it to someone or teaching people, you know, why is a rose a feminine ingredient and why is cedarwood a masculine ingredient? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, leave it at that, basically. Can what? I ask you, well, um, can, where do you put the perfume on your body or the cologne on your body? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Good mm. question. Great question. Mm. Um, Anywhere and everywhere, basically. Okay. Um, I'll remember that. Yeah, I mean, I, I always spray my neck and, and, my, and my wrists. That, I think that's what everyone does. Yeah. It's got to hit um, skin, though, doesn't it? Of course, of yeah. course. I, I don't believe in spraying and then walking through the air. Um, that's just a silly practice. <laughs> that looks silly, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit don't too Hollywood for me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I mean, I, I always tell, tell people moderation is good, two to three, but then I think about it now and I spray it on about 20 sprays before I got here. So, <laughs> so I know I can smell you and it's a, it's a sweet gardenia smell. Excellent. It's gorgeous. Fantastic. Great. We're going to go to a break and we'll be back straight after these messages. Are you an older lesbian in Victoria? The Matrix Guild is here for you. 
We organise social and supportive services, advocate for appropriate housing, and offer free visitor service for you at home or in care. We're always training new visitor volunteers, so please get in touch. Our annual fundraising lesbian comedy gala will keep you laughing all year. <laughs> Visit matrixskillfic.org.au. You're on Joy 94.9 in the Escape Pod with Russ Masterton, Corey Lynch, Joe Pryor and our special guest this afternoon, Mr. Liam Sardia, who is a fragrance 
connoisseur, curator, expert. Um, so, Liam, can you tell us a little bit about that song and why it was important oh, to you, the Vega. Susan Vega song? <laughs> um, oh, I, I just... I don't listen to, to music on the radio, you know, this sort of pop music. I, I sound like an old grandfather there, but that, that's just the reality of it. You could never be old at 19, Liam. I'm oh, sorry. I, I only, <laughs> I'm an old soul. I guess yeah. that's the way I put it. Um, I saw Suzanne Vega two, three years ago, actually. Oh. Um, I was the youngest person in the audience, probably. Uh, the second youngest probably being in their 40s. Uh, <laughs> but she's just fantastic. She's a singer-songwriter. She speaks from the heart with a little bit of intellect in the in the mix and... That's why I love her so much. It's just an effortless and easy song. And that song, Some Journey, was beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful, yeah. One of her underappreciated gems. It is. It is absolutely gorgeous. I um, I haven't seen Susan Vega live, but um, so I'm a bit envious there. I think that's awesome. She has a heartbeat. Yeah, she, she is still around. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I think she's releasing an album very soon, actually. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Very good. So you're a fragrance curator. Before we go to Joe's question, if you have any questions about perfume today and what you should personally be wearing or what you would like to smell like, why don't you send them in a message on SMS 0427JOY949 or you could also email us on air at joy.org.au. We've got a fragrant expert in here today and Liam will answer your questions. Joe. Now, Liam, you and I met at a uh, Laneway Learning That's event, yes. which uh, I'll leave it for everybody else to Google Laneway Learning. We don't need to talk about that on the escape pod, but needless to say, big plug for them because it's a great idea. Um, and you were you kind of casually mentioned that in in your role at Men's Biz, which is the boutique um, in the Block Arcade, where the Royal Arcade. sorry, the Royal Arcade, where you um, sometimes make an appearance. Yes, um, you had a, a good client who had come to you saying that they were going overseas mm-hmm. and wanted some assistance with fragrances for travel. Yes, um, this this. Uh, so please cus- tell, tell yes, me more. Uh, this customer. Um, he was going overseas. He, he has a house in uh, Portofino in Italy, which is right. mm. uh, very covetable, uh, obviously. Absolutely. Um, and he always, it, it's, he always comes in and he always wants a fragrance. And so it's, he knows to come in on Saturdays because I'm in. And so we always have a, a good chat. Um, and so he was talking to me, you know, I, I can't bring those 100 mil bottles uh, on the plane. with, oh, I, You know, I can bring them on the plane and... and in my luggage, but it's just a bit of a hassle uh, to, to carry or lug around such, such a heavy bottle. So he said to me, well, what, what do I do? And I said, well, we sell perfumes in smaller sizes, of course. I think that's the, that's the uh, obvious answer to, to give someone. Um, so that was what I directed him to. I directed him to um, a fragrance in a small bottle, and that was quite concentrated as well. So one spray should last him the whole day. Ah, so his question was about the actual size. Here I was. I had this romantic vision that, uh, in fact, this client was coming to you because they were travelling and they wanted, you know, some kind of scent to match perhaps oh, no, the location. I mean, I mean, perhaps not that customer, but that happens quite a bit, actually, whether it's at work or with friends and, and relatives. Um, in terms of advice uh, when it comes to travelling and, and going to new places and, and matching it with perfume... Um, I always suggest, uh, first and foremost, wear a new perfume to a new place. Um, so, uh, Why? Why do you say that? Because, because uh, fragrances 
attach memory uh, to themselves. Um, and I'm sure all of you in, in, and everyone listening as well mm-hmm. will realise that they sometimes may not wear a fragrance because they know someone that used to wear that particular so fragrance. True. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the same time, sometimes I especially own fragrances that I never wear but will spray because it reminds me of something, whether it's oh. a person uh, or something I did and just happened to wear it on that day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, for example, my... Um, my lovely aunt uh, actually went to, to Europe last year. Another one. Yeah, no, it's the same one. It's crazy. <laughs> it's the same aunt. Joe's a lovely aunt. Oh, excellent. <laughs> uh, and um, she wore this particular fragrance, and she's like, oh, I'll, I'll buy a, little, a smaller one so I can take it with me. And I said to her, no, 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 wear something new. Wear something similar, uh, or at least mm. just new altogether, all so you attach the memory of Europe. And... It, and, and you know, one year later, that's all. I, th- I think that is so ingrained with that perfume that, you know, it, it's it's a bit like that Harry Potter. Um, you know, when Dumbledore pulls the memory out of his yes, brain, I, yeah. it's pretty mm-hmm. much like that. But this is real life, so that's what perfume can do for you. That's I, a great visual for yeah. me right now. Yeah, mm. that's fantastic. So, if I um, would you be able to say I went into your store and mm-hmm. and I decided, look, Liam, I've got no idea, re fragrance. What 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 should I wear? Do you um, run me through a yes, um, yes, hundred um, bottles and say, no, Russ, no, this no, is for no, you? No, no, a big firm no there. Um, my job as the fragrance specialist or expert, or whatever you want to call me, at at this company, Men's Biz, um, is to, I guess, on one hand, also train the staff. And so I. I always go to them, think about the time you're at Meyer and you're assaulted by, you know, the elderly <laughs> ladies with the blotters and, and the, the gaseous clouds. It's nebulous. Um, so my goal as, as a trainer for the company and for anyone is to go be smart about it, be a little bit inquisitive. So ask questions. Why are you wearing this perfume? What's it for? When are you wearing it? Etc. 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 So instead of me going, do you like this one? Yes. Do you like this one? No. And until we get the right one it's a series of intelligently placed questions so we, we generally um instead of you know throwing things around we go okay woods or citrus uh-huh. you know so you pick one and then we we start broadly we narrow down and then and, and that's that's probably the best way to really uh, match someone with a fragrance I, we're all matchmakers i guess is the way to put it well we are here at the escape pod and we're going to a um a few messages and then we're going to come back and try to uh, matchmake cory and joe together okay. how does that sound everybody Great. ready <laughs> excellent joy 94.9 into myself here is causing great
You're enjoying 94.9 in the Escape Pod with Russ Masterton, Corey Lynch, Joe Pryor, and our special guest this afternoon, Mr. Liam Sardare. And that, of course, was Katie Lang with the name of the track eludes me right now. The Mind Mind of Love. That's it. And the story behind that... Oh, uh, (laughs) um, I've been on a very high... uh, I've been on a Katie Lang high for the past... (laughs) <laughs> about 10 to 12 months, actually. Right. Wow. Um, I, so you've gone into her back catalogue a bit? Um, well, I started with um, All You Can Eat, which was one of her later yeah. uh, works. I um, I actually only had my Year 12 exams last year, so I needed to find some sort of solace, uh, yeah. and that was through Katie Lang. So that's the, that's the short story. <laughs> Dare we ask, how, how, how did you go? Did you get into... I, I did very, I, I did very well. Yeah, I... Um, you're, I, you're at Melbourne, aren't I'm you? I'm at Melbourne University, that's correct. I'm yeah. doing an arts degree with a major in philosophy and another major to be determined. Yes. Um, I, I worked hard and it paid off, and, and, and that's the secret to everything, really. Yeah, it certainly is. So you've got an interesting outlook on life for someone so young. I do. So, yeah, you're, um, you're, you're very passionate about philosophy. So, so g- give us some, um, give us a, a, an out, um, some idea of where all of this came together for sure. you. Sure. Uh, I'll just give you a disclaimer. I, I can't instill any wisdom for you, unfortunately. <laughs> That's a result of your own work. Yep. Um, I, I just find philosophy um, is the one, one, of many, uh, one of a few subjects that teach you critical thinking. Um, and it's a subject that's immensely rewarding from the get-go. Um, I just think, you know, you study it and you enrich yourself as a product of it. So, you know, a lot of kids, and I, I feel, again, a grandfatherly moment, I'm talking about kids. <laughs> uh, I am one. Uh, I have to remind you probably. Um, a lot of kids are going to university not for, to learn but to, to earn, whereas I, my, my mentality is go to do what you like, learn, enrich yourself, and the rest will follow. And the universe will provide. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Is that what you talk about on your blog? Or what do you um, have on there? My blog is a fragrance blog predominantly. That's mm-hmm. how I got into the business. Um, that is men's business. Um, I, I write reviews, um, but I always tell my readers, um, these are fragrance reviews, but they are fragrance reviews um, with strong input in terms of philosophical and sociological and cultural questions. So, you know... I wrote a post last night, actually, and the big question was, how do we find objectivity? Which also happens to be the subject I'm doing at university at the moment. In yeah. a fragrance? Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly, exactly right. Um, you know, one of my mm. big questions that is always... That's a big one. Yeah, it is, because, you know, a lot of people are, are, are pol- well, not polluting, but they're producing works in this big sea of white noise, and I obviously want to distinguish myself, and the best way to do that is to justify myself. And the question is, well... How do I object? How do I objectify the subjective? And 
that's an that's a question that's been going on for a few months now, and I'm haven't gotten anywhere with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what's the blog? What's the uh, the blog is called? Um, it's it's a sort of a corruption of, of, of olfaction, so it's olfactics.net. Ooh, um, olfactics. Yeah, uh, it's just you know rants, ravings, musings, reviews, just everything fragrance related. But you, you could almost convince yourself you're reading a philosophy blog at the same time. Okay, so in in the future, where would you want to travel to? There must be some hot oh, spots for fragrance uh, think, around the world. Oh, th- yeah. There's one hot spot, and that's Europe, obviously. Uh, yes. France, and go to grass and smell the lavenders and the and the and the roses and the tuberoses and all that. Um, that is the dream to, to to visit even the wine regions. I you know naturally, if you like fragrance, you like wine. I, I think yep. um, so. Just visit Burgundy and the and Bordeaux and and the Rhone and all those yep. places and. Just in, just immerse the culture, and because every time you immerse a different culture, you you yourself are enriched for it. Your perspective becomes a little bit a little bit more complex, and that little bit more polygonal, which mm. is really important. Now, we have had a question. Ah, good. Yes, which is a very technical but practical question, yes. I think, and it is: what is the best way to store uh, perfumes, and also the length of time of freshness of modern fragrances, in so much as the time they will last in bottles? Mm. Um, that's the eternal question. I think that's the one question everyone uh, everyone asks. Yes. And, and there's, uh, I guess, the simple answer would be: the best way to store them is away from UV light and mm-hmm. away from fluctuation in temperature. So right. a lot of people like to put their fragrances in their bathroom. But then you think about it and go, well, I, I, you know, you shower and that fluctuates the temperature. Yeah. We don't want that. Uh, we need stable. Think of it, treat fragrance like wine in that you want stable conditions, yes. constant conditions. I was just going to say it's the same thing, really, mm. Mm. in that regard. Exactly right. And uh, in terms of how long it will stay fresh, um, I have a fragrance uh, from 1940. that. Wow. And it still smells amazing. It's actually really? aging, like a good Bordeaux or something like that. Uh, How interesting! How did you come by it? Oh, it, was a, it was a very nice 18th birthday gift from a from a, a fragrance friend and blog fan. Wow! Um, a very nice That's gift. Very so exciting. they would have perhaps yeah. bought it at auction. I, I think possibly. I, I think um, it was hers, and you know, she's just passing the baton in that regard. And, and it, it's something that needs to be studied. And so I wouldn't dare write about it yet. But it's a very it's a very venerable fragrance mm. yeah um but that being said not all scents um will last a citrus uh, scent for example will go bad after i don't know five or ten years or so and that's because the molecules aren't as stable that's probably the wrong word in chemistry terms but i'll use that here they're not as stable as a wood or a, or a balsamic sort of musk fragrance so were you a um, a nerd at school? Yes, because uh, I I wish I was. I you know I was the um, I was the naughty the naughty boy at school. So yeah. I missed out on, um, and I wish I had been a nerd now because what uh, you're talking about sounds absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't call myself the nerdy one. I, I, I was the studious one. Yeah. Uh, although I, I avoid putting labels on things like that. Um, I just did my work and I made as many friends as I could and should. Um, you know, I think. It, the important thing was to choose your friends wisely, you know, choose the ones that aren't going to waste your time you know, in, in, in the simplest way. Um, but, yes, I, I, was, I was pretty nerdy. I was the wise one. I, I think I was the wise <laughs> one anyway. <laughs> and then who were your influences? Because you have great style as well, Thank what you. he's wearing. Thank and, you. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I almost forgot that I was on a radio interview, actually, because I, I, well, I'm always dressing like this. But I'm, um, my influences... Um, when you were younger. When I was younger. Yeah. I mean, I... The sort of television I watched was was very interesting. It shaped me f- 
as the person I am today, um, I loved Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Oh, I yes. absolutely yep. adored that. I just loved the em- <laughs> embracing of culture. You know, we had a doyen in, in fragrance, of, no, in fashion and grooming mm-hmm. and, and interior design all the and cooking. All the stereotypical, but they're stereotypical, but they're um, important aspects that I think they need, need to be... Um, respected and, and, and cherished. Um, so that was a big thing. I loved watching. I just loved the idea of a worldliness and culturalness mm-hmm. through Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And I actually borrowed the, the, the title Culture Vulture from the, from the Culture Guy. I ah. think it was Jai Rodriguez, actually. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Right, yeah. So I, I, use, I use Culture Vulture for myself. But um, my uh, the other aunt actually gave me Domestic Goddess from Nigella Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> domestic god well, right yeah, for you yeah, yeah. I, I mean um that's hilarious I, I, I'm, I'm a keen cook and um nice. I, I do have insatiable appetite and an insatiable appetite so that's hence the nigella lawson um labeling there <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic i love it i i, I will never let go of that i love it <laughs> ah, so we've got a bit of nigella and 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 a cross between queer eye for the straight guy yeah, okay. in, yeah. in, even now i think as i'm older i'm, I'm watching sex in the city and, and i'm like oh you know i love these aspects that that it's a commentary on on life in a period and life in a certain way mm. um so I, that's why i loved you know even the good life of classic bbc from the 70s um yes that was oh that i bought the box set at the abc shop um, in the start of the year and it's just the most frankly the most gorgeous television show ever i think it's yep. perfect Perfect, perfect. I'm a bit of a Sex of the City fan. Yeah. Mm, mm. I considered myself well in the in the day. I don't anymore, but I considered myself to be a bit of a Samantha. Right, right, right. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> now, Liam, you have to, I think, share with us perhaps some of your favourite scents and yeah, why. Oh goodness, um, that changes every every second, every day, every hour. Um, Oh, and so did we? Did we work out um, the length of time yes, we, with we modern did. fragrances? We did. Oh, okay. I think to quickly sum that up, a modern fragrance has synthetics, and that's not a bad thing. Synthetics are good. Um, you know, there's no, no naturalistic, you know, worries there. Um, a, nat- a natural, oh, sorry, a modern fragrance should last a very long time if stored correctly. Okay. Um, but fra- favorite fragrances. Um, oh, I mean, I, my, my guilty pleasure is Chanel Number no. Five. Actually, mm-hmm. um, there's just something so uh, captivating about it. it. It's 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 spherical. It's buttery it's not buttery it's polished it's clean it's it's refined it's just you know, obviously one of the greats for a reason um mitsuko from Guerlain, a very old uh, 1919 fragrance it's it it was the first of its style and i like looking at the firsts of things as as a way to reflect the time period and and what are the keynotes in mitsuko yeah uh, mitsuko is is what we call a shipra uh, in, in in perfume talk and that's a three note chord and that accord is, is bergamo, which is the, the citrus note you'll find in Earl Grey. Uh, it is Cistus labdanum, which is a resinous shrub, very warm. And oak moss, uh, which is a sort of a warm, uh, dank sort of smell. Yeah, that's the, they, They're the three key components, and you'll find that accord in a lot of modern perfumes today. Um, C from Giorgio Armani, a, a rather uh, new fragrance, borrows from that, from that styling. Yeah. We've got to go to a break and we're going to come back with more of Liam's favourite fragrances. I can't wait because I am busy jotting down a whole heap right. of information here I'm about myself. about perfume. You know, I, I, I'm going to be able to give up my Bruch 33, I think. <laughs> 
Melbourne Motorcycle Tourers is a Melbourne-based motorcycle club for gay and lesbian bikers. Participating in Melbourne's LGBTIQ community events and monthly get-togethers of our own. You need not be an outlaw, just have a motorbike and a sense of adventure. For more info, accelerate to motorcycletourers.org.au. Joy 94.9 
Uh, good afternoon. You're on the Escape Pod on Joy 94.9 FM. You have Joe Pryor, Russ Marston, Corey Lynch, and our special guest today, Liam. Now, we've had someone call into the studio, Liam, and you might be able to expand on their question. We've just had Chris call in. Chris is after uh, some information about a fragrance called Sander for Men. Do you know about Sander for Men and I where it might it. be purchased? Yes, uh, you do. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I don't want to disappoint anyone, but I, this is a fashion designer's fragrance, isn't it, yes. Jill Sander? Yes. Um, oh. I, I can't tell you where to get it because, frankly, I don't know. But I can give you tips on how to find it if you're looking for it. Um, a lot of people are, get a little bit nervous about shopping online for fragrance, whereas I, I think because oh, there, there was a bit of a disaster, wasn't there, with the strawberry strawberry net? Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. There, I mean, there was there was something, wasn't there? I'm not too sure, to be honest. Um, I, I, I will admit I have purchased a fragrance or two, fragrance or two from Strawberry Net, um, perfectly good company based in an Asian com- uh, Asian country somewhere. Um, my advice, if you're looking for a fragrance, look online, look at eBay. Um, on you know someone that has a keen eye like myself, know when they find a you know know when they can see a bargain for a scent that would otherwise be hundreds of dollars. Um, so if you're looking for a fragrance that you can't find or is discontinued. Go to chemists, you know. Yes, I was. I was going to say without plugging something, I know that Chemist Warehouse have got a fairly big um, extensive range, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and they've got the muscle, you yeah. know, to actually find mm. some fragrances. I, mm. I know that um, they've done that for me on occasion um, for something I've been looking for for a gift, and I can't get out of the country to get it, and they've been very good. Okay, Chris, well, there's our tip for you. Sander for men, if you if you start scouring around online, we believe you um, you should be able to find it on there. Um, how much should people spend on a good perfume, oh, Liam? Goodness. I know You're, this you're is... asking the wrong person. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, okay. So and you've and got I'm a... going to weigh in and say exactly the same thing. You guys you? Have both have empty hip pockets, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we smell good. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> Um, look, you're not hurting anyone by spending $6 million on a fragrance, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, Six million. No, <laughs> exaggeration, obviously. Oh. Uh, although some designers, I think, probably do verge you know, that territory. Um, look, when it goes to above about 250 that's when even I get a bit, <laughs> do I really want to spend this much on a bottle, <laughs> a bottle of alcohol? Um, mm. Not that kind of alcohol, obviously. Um, yeah, so... It might, you know, it's all relative. Spend what you're happy with spending. Liam, yeah. I, I'm wondering what you want to achieve with your career. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's very clear at the moment that whenever I talk about fragrance, I'm always linking it back to something historical or philosophical. Um, so this career that I have as a blogger um, will, will sustain itself, sustain itself for hopefully forever. Um, in terms of what I'm doing at Men's Biz... In, 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 in the perfect world, I'd love to be there forever. It's exactly what I want to do and, and what I am doing. But, you know, I have drive, as, as that's obviously clear as well. And I think my dream would be to finish this, finish my degree, go back to school, finish that degree, go back to school, finish that degree. No, no, no. <laughs> um, probably I'd, I'd love to teach. And even now I'm teaching all of you at the moment. So, mm. you know, something like lecturing would be fantastic. I'd yeah. love to teach philosophy. Um, maybe even write a paper on on that object objectivity question that I'm so keen on exploring. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm curious. You, um, I'm you know I'm in that fifty something age bracket, and you're you know still a teenager. What? How do you make money out of blogging? Oh, yeah. Uh, short answer: I don't. You don't. Uh, okay, but you would uh, like to, yeah. N- honestly, um, I 
again, I wrote a post last night, uh, and I basically said, never, ever, ever will I write a review uh, for commercial purposes or, right. you know, uh, sponsored or anything like that, if that makes sense. Um, I want to write as a personal development thing. Yes. Intellect, uh, develop my style and my prose. Um, so I don't really get anything from, from blogging. It's, 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 it's merely... Um, personal intellectual exercise i guess i'll read it again yep, yeah it's a hobby yeah exactly yeah. right and i guess i'm fortunate in the fact that uh men's biz pays me <laughs> basically absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah i mean you could because of advertisements if you get enough hits and whatnot then yeah. then they start noticing you and selling I mean, ads but look the blog is popular yes. you know uh, d- don't distill that message from what i just said but i think the real thing is do you want to make a profit in this exercise, is that going to detract from your credibility or, or validity? Right. Yeah. So, again, another philosophical question on top of that for you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, you um, uh, would you? Are there courses in Melbourne where where men like me can go and and um, and learn about fragrance? Where um, I can where I could go oh, and look, that's a great question. Um, the short answer is no, not really. Um, uh, there is a course once a year run by a very big company called Fragrances of the World. Uh, a doyen by the name of Michael Edwards runs it for the day, and and that, that's really helpful. But it's very much on this the idea of categorization of perfume and, and evaluation. Um, I guess you know to give a shameless plug here. I mean, uh, men's biz, you know, come in and have a chat with me. Really, that, that that's that's the secret. Absolutely. Yeah, one on one class. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We've got some messages to go to, and then we'll back with our resident culture vulture, Liam. We Thank won't you. be far away. Joy ninety four point nine. Hello, everybody. You're on the Escape Pod this afternoon. My name's Russ Masterton. You're here with Joe Pryor and Corey Lynch, and we have our resident perfume expert in today, Mr. Liam, who is absolutely fabulous. Liam, we have just been asked a question by a listener, and the question is the difference between perfume um, and eau de toilette. Eau de toilette? Yes. yes what excellent. are the differences there? Uh, that's another universal question that I get asked a lot. Um, so that means everything and nothing, because it all depends on the brand. Uh, one brand's eau de toilette will be another brand's eau de parfum, which doesn't answer your question, doesn't right. it? Just produces more questions. Um, take it as an indication of concentration. So, um, and I'll just list it for you now in terms of lowest to highest concentration. Uh, we've got aftershave and splash. We've got eau de cologne, eau de toilette, eau de parfum, and then parfum. Okay. Yeah, so it's just a matter of concentration. The odor, the odor, toilette will be not as strong as the pure parfum. Mm. So that's that's your answer there. I had a friend who um, um, has a partner from Iraq of all places, and um, and they gave us some. I would imagine some what was parfum for mm. um, for Christmas, and um, oh, yeah, it was it was it was strong. Yeah, and and I can be a little bit of a teaser to my partner. I decided to put a whole heap of it on his, <laughs> on his pillow one night. And <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble. It's very cruel. <laughs> yeah, very cruel indeed. Um, where um, I know um, for me, I, um, I I have no idea when it comes to cologne. Well, basically, what I do, what I do is I go in if I like the smell of it. I thought, right, that's it. I'm buying that. It's all for me. Is is that the way to buy? Oh, I mean, if that's you, mm-hmm. sure. Um, I think, especially, and I've no, I'm in mean, no position to comment on trends in consumerism from 10 years ago but what i think is happening is 
uh, knowledgeable consumers. People want to know where their things come from, where their things derive from, etc., etc. Um, and so I'm finding men want to know what's in their perfume, basically. Men, mm. or men women, children, dogs. Uh, <laughs> they want to know what's in their perfume. So you, I will. a lot of the customers now that come into the store will go, who made this? Who's the perfumer? I'm a fan of this perfumer's work. Anything by Olivia Jacobetti. And I go, of course we do. And then we go on from there. That is absolutely fantastic. We're almost out of time. Corrie, have you got a quick question? Uh, or? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, have you ever been turned off to someone if you didn't like their smell? Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. I mean, that's almost a non-question. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, me too. Uh, I, like, stopped liking the person. I was like, sorry. Yeah, um, I mean... As a reviewer, I have to be objective and I can't say I don't like this. I have to justify that. But some people just naturally smell horrible. <laughs> and then on the other hand, one time I was li- I followed a woman literally down the street. I was lost. I didn't care. I was just like smelling her. That's mm. weird. Is that weird? No. No. no that's I think not. that's quite normal. That might be how you meet so your normal. next girlfriend. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's time for us to go. Thank you so much, thank Liam, you. for coming in today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Corey. And mm. thank you to Joe. Your listening to the escape pod and we have had a wonderful hour learning all about um fragrance and we hope to um hope to all see you all again soon thank you very much to find out more about joy 94.9 check out joy.org.au thanks for listening to another joy podcast brought to you by australia's lgbtqia plus community media organization joy help us keep joy on air head to joy.org.au Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.